Hello and welcome yet again to another fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource dedicated to helping motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using, of course, a blended tool set of old school wisdom and new breed tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, I'll be your host, and today we're going to be diving into the Progression Manifesto. Today, we're going to be closing out our manifesto series with the last of these manifestos, which is the progression manifesto. In the last three episodes, we talked about psychology, which is, again, your base layer, philosophy, which is your how your psychology is applied to life and your overall worldview towards it. And then productivity, which is where you take your psychology and your philosophy and apply it to life. And in this, the regression manifesto, we're going to be talking about making progress and improving in life and why it is important to make progress and what that exactly entails and involves. And of course, we're going to be using the pillar approach. So this pillar of progression, there are many aspects that make it up and I'll be going into those, but First, we are always asking the question, why? And like I said, in the last couple of episodes, there's a lesson of why we're looking into these areas. All of them have a lesson in the cornerstone of why and why progression. There's the lesson in the module for progression. So why progression? Or I'll actually start off with what? What is progression? Progression I'd say simply is making progress in life. So improving and getting better. That much should pretty much already be obvious to anyone who is involved in self-improvement and self-development. But the why are we interested in progression? I'll touch on it quickly here. When you think about life and nature and society especially, life in of itself is always changing. Life is not static. Life is dynamic. Things are constantly changing, and the only constant is change, as that saying goes. Things will always be guaranteed to change. You're not the same person you were a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. Your friends are not the same people they were a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. Your community is not the same place it was a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. The world is not the same. The world is not the same. Business environments are changing, the economy is changing, your interests are changing, trends are changing, seasons are changing, life is just changing in general, but we have the illusion that change is something foreign when in reality change and quote-unquote progression is all there really is in life. Things are guaranteed to be dynamic from one day to the next. And this is also sort of why it is important to build your life on principles. And principles are what I consider to be an extension of quote-unquote natural law. So whether you believe in a divine creator or not, there are certain laws that make our universe run. And these laws are probably the most static thing in the universe because they're ever present everywhere 
And these laws come in the form of like physical laws, like physics. If you think about the construction of a building or some type of other structure, they need to conform with the laws of physics and the laws of how things are constructed on planet Earth. So you cannot transgress these laws or else you'll not be able to construct that building or the building will quickly topple or something will go wrong later on down the line if you transgress these laws. So these natural laws, I believe that no one really knows exactly what they are, but we've, again, have hints of what they are because if we look back into the repository of human knowledge and collected human knowledge, people have looked into these laws for many, many years, and that is the work of the philosopher, the work of the scientist, the work of people who are trying to get an insight into these laws to help us live a better life and more productive and more fulfilling life. So these laws, I don't think that they have been fully nailed down, even though we've come close and people have come close to getting a picture of this uh, thing behind the curtain, so peeking behind the curtain, as I call it. But principles are an extension of these natural laws. Like, for example, a principle could be love. Love, in general, is just a principle. Like, for example, a baby will die or be have hastened development if they're not given enough love and care and kindness. So that is a universal law. Everybody needs love in some form. And that's just one of those principles. So love pretty much encompasses everything. And people have a misguided understanding of love and what that entails, which is why they think of it as romantic love, Hollywood, hot pink love, or some other type of love. But love really is a universal constant amongst everyone across the globe. No one can survive without it. So that's an example of a principle. Another example of a principle in the field of human relations would be the golden rule. So empathy and doing what you would want other people to do to you. So holding the door open for other people and putting yourself in their shoes. Like you see someone coming through, uh, your, let's say you're walking into a restaurant. You could easily just open the door, but you see someone coming through and then you think to yourself, uh, it would be a nice thing to hold open the door for this person. But what you're actually doing is it would be a nice thing for someone to hold open the door for me because I would want someone to do that if I was in that position. And you're projecting yourself into the other person's shoes so you can apply the golden rule, which is do unto others as you'd have them to do unto you. That's a principle. So in this world of dynamic change, simply put, the only thing that is static are principles and that is only constant in life, which is an extension of natural law. But everything else, for the most part, is shifting, which is why you cannot build your life on anything but principles if you want to have a sustainable and fulfilling life. But since life is changing and since life is shifting and you are a construction of life, nature, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, you are also changing and you also need to change, which is why progression is important. And the other facet of progression I didn't note is that 
if you don't change, if you don't grow, if you don't evolve, if you don't become somebody who is dynamic in life, you know, life will just end up exposing you. And what do I mean by that? Because that sounds like something that's just an offhanded comment, like, oh, life will expose you. What does that mean? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean, bro? Well, I'll say this. As I mentioned in the last episode, my economic upbringing, which was quote-unquote lower middle class, I also had the fortune of growing up in a diverse area. So I knew a lot of people of different backgrounds, different financial backgrounds, different ethnic backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, so many different things. It is what, I mean, it's a city, major city on the East Coast, so of course you're going to expect that compared to somewhere in Iowa or Idaho where there's less diversity in terms of that. So I've seen a great cross-section of life, and I've had many friends who did grow up super rich, and I had many friends who also grew up poor as well, and many friends in between, and I had many friends who have parents who are immigrants, my parents are immigrants, and I have many parents, I have many friends whose parents are native-born, and they are native-born, going back, stretching back to generations, and I've seen what happens to people, and I've seen what happens to people when they don't engage themselves in self improvement, self-development. Because for myself, from an early age, I knew that I just had this, I say, inner fire to improve myself, to develop myself, to grow myself, which I thought everyone had. I thought everyone wanted to be the best version of themselves. I thought everyone wanted to see what they were possible of. I thought everyone wanted to gain the most out of life. But as I grew up and as I encountered many people and as I talked with many people again from diverse backgrounds I saw that was not the case I saw that a lot of people in common even though they were different from the outside in common a lot of people were just trying to survive a lot of people were just trying to get from day to day a lot of people weren't even really concerned about improving themselves and then things happened life exposed them and going back to the episode on productivity the productivity manifesto one of the tenets in that pillar of productivity was preparation and planning. So these people prevented planning. These people failed to plan. So they planned to fail and life ended up exposing them. And I've seen people who have had riches, lost it all. I've seen people who gained riches, lost it all. I've seen people who thought they were too good for something and then something happened to them and they were exposed and I've seen people who tried to remain static and try to keep things the same, and they also got exposed. So Jeff Olson, in his book called The Slight Edge, which you should check out if you haven't already, he said, time will either promote you or expose you. And that's pretty much what it is. Time will either expose the lack of preparation that you have, lack of self-development that you have, or it will promote you because of your self-development, because of the work you've been putting in yourself. And, you know, um, I mean, that's really the main point of progression because since you're changing, since life is changing, you might as well change in a positive direction. And 
in addition to this thing of quote unquote life exposing you is the I go back to a principle of nature or a natural law really which we call or which I call entropy so entropy is the state of decadence by default I'd call it so if something is not actively maintained or strengthened or cleaned or brushed or whatever it's going to naturally fall into a state of decay and you can easily see this with your yard if you don't cut the lawn if somebody doesn't mow the lawn then the grass is going to grow and it's going to become wild and overgrown if a car is not maintained it's going to over time um, become non-functional if your body is not maintained if you don't keep it up with regular exercise good diet, sleep, all of that, you're going to get run down. And that's just the natural state of things. Things, everything devolves into chaos at some point if it's not actively maintained. So that's the real meaning of entropy. And this is why we have to actively use our willpower to press against entropy. And pretty much you can see that all of life is a fight against this entropy. So everything we do in human existence All of human civilization is pretty much a prop against entropy, if you can think about it that way. So if you think about the people who, like, let's say you live in New York City, you always see cleaning people everywhere. They're always cleaning. Or if you live in a big city like Tokyo, Tokyo even more so, people are always cleaning because naturally things are just going to get dirty. And if they're not cleaned, it's just going to become dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. And there's going to be no end to it. So progression is pretty much the willful act of pretty much rebelling against nature and using our God-given human potential and human right to press against entropy. And that is the main point of progression. So with that, let's get into the pillar of progression. So like the other manifestos, we also have many components that make up this pillar of progression. And... These are in no particular order, but we've got the paradigm shift, transmutation, recovery, compounding, solidifying gains, and the baseline. And these seem obscure now, but these will become clear by the end of this episode. So, paradigm shift. We're bringing this up again because it's an important part of progression, and your paradigm shift. You need a paradigm shift if you want to progress in life. Or changing paradigms is probably the better word for it. So you need the willingness to change paradigms. Going back again to willingness. You need the willingness to change paradigms. You need the ability to change paradigms. The ability to pivot and to change and adapt as situations evolve. And you need the perspective on where to go where in terms of this paradigm shift. So if you realize that there are certain things that are not working for you right now, you realize that you'll need to create some sort of paradigm shift in your life. And that will involve, again, changing paradigms. This involves going up a level. So if you've ever read the book Power Versus Force, 
by David R. Hawkins, Dr. David R. Hawkins, the late, great Dr. David R. Hawkins. And if you haven't, I highly, highly, highly suggest you read that book. So in this book, he details and outlines the states of consciousness of the human experience all the way from zero to a thousand. Zero being pretty much death, virtual death, and a thousand being enlightenment. So each of these levels has different perspectives at which they view the world through. So the level of grief or the level of anger views the world and has a different perspective on life than someone would at the level of quote-unquote reason or peace or joy. And if you want to achieve certain things in your life, you're going to have to change paradigms. You're going to have to change how you do things. You're going to have to change perspectives because, again, you'll be exposed. And for myself, I had to change paradigms several times in life. Many times I was forced, my hand was forced, because I was exposed by life. Life exposed my lack of preparation. It exposed my lack of willingness, exposed my lack of discipline. And I had to learn all these painful lessons. And then I was just forced to grow. I was forced to evolve. And that happened many times over the past decade or so. So paradigm shift is necessary if you want to progress in life. And I'll leave a link to Power Versus Force in this episode. So you can check it out, which I highly recommend. It does have a significant amount of metaphysics in it, which I'm not covering here. But I do think it is a superb mental model at which to view the world through. So I highly recommend it. The second one, again, is transmutation. So transmutation is the act of changing things from one state to another. And if you look back in history, there were many alchemists during the quote-unquote Middle Ages who tried to change lead into gold. If you heard about the Philosopher's Stone, um, it is a quote-unquote rune that is intended to change lead into gold. And from my opinion, going back to Carl Jung, this changing lead into gold is a... Um, I'd say it's a pattern. It's an it's a pattern of myth within the human unconscious. So the collective unconscious. Pretty much in the collective unconscious, we have a collection of myths and stories that exist in humanity and have been drawn upon through various times, in various times, to tell stories about how the human being, the human spirit, can be liberated. For example, when you think about the 12, the 12 what? You think about the 12 disciples, Jesus' 12 disciples. Think about King Arthur's 12 nights at the round table. You think about the 12 months of the year. You think about the 12, um, I think it's the 12 tribes of David as well. So you, it, everything is always coming back to this number 12. And that's pretty much... Uh, from a Jungian psychological view, that is the many facets, the 12 different facets of the human psychology and the human uh, mind, the human will. So, and I'm not explaining this the best because this is all at the top of my head. I'd have to do more research into how these exactly relate to Jungian 
archetypes and Jungian psychology, but this is the best that I can remember off the top of my head. So this is right off the dome. And pretty much for transmutation, going back to transmutation before I go off into a tangent, transmutation is pretty much taking this idea of taking a substance of a lower nature, which is lead in this case, which is pretty much useless with the exception of pencils and some other things lead is used for and turning it to something that is universally valuable, which is gold. Gold is very prized by many people around the world and has been in many places and many time periods, not only ours, but stretching back thousands of years to the beginning of civilization. So with transmutation, how does this relate to progression? So Again, life is going to test you. Life is going to test you on your morals. It'll test you on your values. It'll test you on your standards. It'll test you on the things you want to do. And with transmutation, you're taking all these tests and using them to reinforce the thing you said you were going to do. You're taking the pain of life and reinforcing it into your overall mission of life. And this goes back to a concept I talked about many years ago, three years ago at this point, and I've also written a post on it called Negative Motivation. And negative motivation is the act of using negativity and pain and all these things we consider quote-unquote bad as a way for leverage to launch into something better and good. So you can look for thousands of examples everywhere of people taking misfortune and turning it into something that's beneficial. Uh, For example, people doing charity work in memory of a deceased loved one. You can think of people who lost their limbs and now they're motivational, they're a motivational speaker and inspiring thousands of people across the globe. You can think of someone who lost their job during the pandemic and they were in dire straits and they used that to start their own business and now they're crushing it. So negative motivation is pretty much going to be, I wouldn't say it's the default, but I'd say it is something you have to tap into many times more often than not, because life will dish out its fair share of pain. Things aren't always going to be perfect. Nothing is going to be perfect for the most part. There's never a good time to do anything. And there's always differing levels of inconvenience. You have more inconvenient and less inconvenient. So you'll never have a time where everything is completely lined up. It, I mean, sometimes you do, but those come once in a blue moon where the plants just align and it seems like it was fated to happen. But you've got to take what you have now and take that lead that you have in your life now and transmute it into gold. So, for example, I'll just use a very basic example. Let's say someone just got out of college back in May or June, and they find themselves working at a low-wage job, and then they're not getting paid much. Obviously, the natural response and the response that society and your friends or people around you encourage you to do is to complain about it, to throw a pity party, to demand a raise, all this stuff. But you're like, hey, you know, I'm actually learning something at this job, or I can use this job as experience on my resume, or I can use, I can gain some valuable pearl of insight to improve myself and to progress myself. So that's what you're using that negative motivation for and transmuting it into something positive. And transmutation, 
is an underrated part of progression, but is one that is completely necessary. So that is the second one, transmutation, and under that would be negative motivation. The third aspect of, I'd say, progression would be recovery. So recovery is underrated. You need to recover if you're going to progress because when you're pushing yourself, you need a time where you're coming back and recharging. And this could be something like taking a vacation. This could be something like unplugging from all electronics for a day. This could be something like just taking out time for yourself and or taking a day off of a hard and hectic work schedule. So recovery when it comes to regression is overrated. If you don't have, is underrated, sorry. If you don't have it, you're going to burn out, quote unquote, burn out. And, you know, recovery is pretty much pacing myself and good recovery is why I was able to be very productive over the span of a decade. And without proper recovery and proper systemization, like I mentioned in productivity, uh, in the productivity manifesto, there would not be half of what I have today. And most of the things on Unstoppable Rise in this context would not exist if I was not able to pace myself and recover adequately. So recovery is one thing I go into in depth in Cornerstone, and it has its own lesson in Cornerstone. So recovery is the third aspect of this. Fourth would be quote-unquote compounding. So I always have a saying that life is not linear, it is exponential. And many of us have been trained to be linear thinkers because we went through school, we're taught that A leads to B leads to C leads to D leads to E, which it can, but when you're doing something like, let's say, getting better at a skill, or you're trying to build up a business, or you're trying to create something, In the beginning, it's going to be very slow and very prodding, but eventually you'll hit a point where things just seem to blow up and you'll hit many successive points along the way where things seem to just quote unquote blow up. And it seems like it was overnight success, but all of those little steps added up to that blowing up, but it was also exponential. So one day you were broke, now next day you have a good living, one day you were ignorant on playing piano or guitar now you're a master at it one day you were having trouble with trying to get something some type of skill under your fingers but now it comes easy to you and this can happen overnight in a sense so with compounding what happens is when you're constantly improving yourself in a certain area and when you're constantly putting in that um, conscientious work adds up on itself. So like I mentioned in the episode on productivity, I find it very easy. I find I find it easier to be productive than not to be productive because over a decade I've been compounding my productivity and getting better in that area. And now I'm able to work effectively, work efficiently, and work judiciously because I've compounded all of that knowledge of productivity and now it's just like second nature to me and compounding can also work in the reverse direction like i mentioned entropy things don't get better 
they get only get worse if you're not maintained and things will get very very worse how worse can they get well there's no limit to how bad things can get because things you know keep adding up compounding on top of each other like for example think about being in debt right think about being in severe credit card debt to the tune of thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars even hundreds of thousands of dollars tens i'd say tens of thousands of dollars is more realistic when you're in that debt you not only do you have to pay off the principal but you have to pay off the interest and the interest that is capitalizing on the interest so let's just say you pay the minimum on your credit cards that compounding it's just going to keep compounding over and over and over and over again until you get to a hole that's bigger than the one you first dug and you didn't have to do anything it just kept compounding on its own so this is the importance of knowing compounding and using it for a positive direction rather than the opposite so compounding very important part of progression and without it it's really impossible to progress adequately and in a fun I'd say a quote-unquote fun way because I mean this should be fun right you're improving yourself this should be fun this should be fun seeing who you could be and seeing what everything you're capable of right because I mean again we have so much untapped potential but a lot of us aren't even trying we're not even putting our best foot forward and when you put your best foot forward day after day after day after day after day it all adds up and your best foot forward eventually becomes something that's like a little step but then like your extremely best foot forward is like people's it's outside the it's it's in a completely different paradigm from a lot of different people your best step when you're making your best step your quote-unquote best step your normal step that's your normal step your best step if you're doing your best step every day putting your best foot forward that's going to be the thing of impossibility for many people but then that's just you trying very very hard like for example think about think about someone like tom brady right tom brady has played for seems like forever at this point and his best day is probably or his worst day is probably some athlete's best day and he's up early He's working out, he's looking at film, he's doing everything he needs to do to be a top quarterback. And doing that for so long, all of that knowledge, all of that experience, all of that wisdom has compounded on itself that he's able to just read the game so easily. And his off day is some people's best day. Like that's like his career is three people's Hall of Fame careers. That's crazy to think about. And that's what you can get to when you start compounding and when you start putting your best foot forward repeatedly in many different areas. So compounding, again, going back to the principle of momentum that I mentioned in the Productivity Manifesto, these are related. And without it, making real, real progress is very, very hard. So keep that one in mind. The fifth one would be to solidify your gains. And this is something that takes, 
this is something I didn't really understand until probably my mid to late 20s. So when I first got involved in self-improvement, I was very young. I was 19. And when you're that young, you want to try and do everything. And you should try and do everything because you want to find something that works for you. So I was doing everything. I was working out. I was learning how to be productive. I was meditating. I was doing deep breathing exercises. I was working on my ability to process information very fast. I was doing a whole bunch of different things, right? And pretty much what happens is when you're doing a lot of different things, if you hear about the saying, if you try and do everything, you end up doing nothing. That's pretty much what this points to. Not exactly, not totally, but it hints to that. Because when you're solidifying your gains and you're trying to focus in on doing something, again, going back to seasonality that I mentioned in the last episode, you want to make it a habit. So that's solidifying your gains for the most part, making this a habit and making this a routine. So, for example, think about something like waking up early. A lot of people have a hot streak of waking up early for many days in a row. And they're, if they're trying to wake up early, some people don't even try. But if you're trying to wake up early, let's say you wake up early and you have no morning routine. Let's say, for example, you wake up early, okay, for five days in a row, then you stop. And you, when you're waking up early, you either have no morning routine or you have a morning routine that's ill-defined. So what's going to happen in both those instances is that since you haven't built up the habit of waking up early, you haven't integrated that into your lifestyle. So that's going to seem like a foreign habit to you. It's going to be like something that you have to do willpower to achieve. Like, oh, I have to wake up early. I have to steal my mind to wake up early. I have to put my alarm clock to wake up early, which sometimes you do. But if it's a habit, you probably won't need to do that as much. So that part needs to be integrated into your lifestyle. And then the part of a morning routine, need to create a morning routine, going through it day after day after day after day, and you integrate that into your lifestyle. So that's what I mean by solidifying your gains. You integrate these things into your lifestyle. So these things for me are part of my lifestyle, and they're just normal modes of operation for me. And they weren't a part of my lifestyle because... I didn't integrate them in the past, but I made conscious efforts to have that as part of my lifestyle. So that's what I mean by solidifying your gains, taking your self-improvement activities and putting them into your life and making them standard operating procedures. So that's the fifth one. And relating to the fifth one would be the baseline. So everyone has a certain starting point that they're starting at, and you need to know the starting point, like I mentioned in the last episode on productivity. A lot of these things are productivity. If you hear me mention back to that episode many frequently, because a lot of things in productivity have to relate to progressing in life. So the concepts are going to be very intertwined, but your baseline, you need to know where you're starting from. What is your current level of skill in different areas? If you're trying to do different things, if you're trying to achieve goals, you need to know your level of skill, your level of resources, your level of ability. If you're trying to, 
let's use the gym, for example. If you're trying to, let's say, get to be, I don't know, like close to 200 pounds and under 14% body fat or something like that, that's an admirable goal and that's achievable by most people if they put in the effort. But if you're, let's say you're at 25% body fat or you're as thin as a rail and you both of those are different starting points and they're going to need to di- have different approaches for both of those starting points. So someone who's skinny, someone who's very thin cannot take the same approach to get to that goal compared to someone who's very overweight needs different approaches, but you wouldn't know that if you didn't have a gauge of your baseline. That's a very simple, very, very simple example, but that's what I mean by having a baseline. Like, for example, another example that I thought of on the top of my head, like putting a kindergartner in college, that wouldn't make any sense. And you can gauge that kindergartner's level of acuity because you're saying that, oh, this person is five years old. What are they doing in college courses? They either must be really advanced or their parents don't know that <laughs> they're going into college courses because there has to be there has to be a reason for this person to be in college or that's what you would think but in reality you know that's what a lot of people are doing there's no real rhyme or reason as to why they're doing the things they're doing and that's because they don't have a gauge of where they're starting from so if you don't have this baseline if you don't know your starting point again you're going to be exposed because what's going to happen when you try and do something or let's say another example, you're going for an open mic night uh, for playing an instrument, like playing guitar or something like that. That's fine. And that's easily doable, quote unquote, easily doable if you play instruments. <laughs> but you've never attended an open mic night before. You just started playing your instrument and you can barely even sing. So you don't have a proper gauge on that, you're just going to go up there and look like a fool and they're going to tell you to get off stage because, you know, <laughs> you don't have the level of skill adequate to match up to what is required to have a successful open mic night. So that's what I mean by having a baseline. You need to know your level of skill, your level of competence, your level of acuity in different areas. And I go over this in the progression module in Cornerstone. So that's about it for the pillar for the um, composition of the pillars and to wrap up I'd say that progression is again required in life you need progression and this need is not something that is really thought of as a need by a lot of people again because a lot of people are just trying to survive which is reasonable and which is adequate but you can't stay in survival your entire life or it's not advisable to stay in survival your entire life. And this is what I mentioned in the last episode on productivity that I wanted to get better. I wanted to move out of where I was and that is progression because we live in a world now where You don't have to stay in survival your entire life. You can easily, well, not easily, but I mean, you can move or change 
quote-unquote classes or change your state in life. And that was possible. I mean, staying in survival and just having your needs met and just trying to meet basic needs and get by day to day, that was adequate for world probably like 70 years ago, like right after, I'd say World War II or something like that. Many places in the globe were completely shattered and left destitute. And obviously there was no internet back then. So you pretty much had to survive. You pretty much had to make do with what you have. But now, especially if you live in a first world society, especially if you live in a first world society, we live in a world with so much abundance, so many resources, so many things you can do. And it's just not... If you're if you're in survival after a certain amount of years, and let's say you grew up in my generation, which is the millennials, and let's say after 50 years, like at the end of your life, you're still in survival mode, then you did something wrong. You messed up somewhere along the way. And yeah, things happen to people. But obviously, this is going back to planning and preparation. And this is going back to life exposing you of your planning and preparation. If you plan and prepare correctly, and if you get ready for bad things to happen in life, then you're not going to just lose everything. Like, for example, people losing millions of dollars and they're left old and destitute at the end of their life. If they prepare for that, that wouldn't have happened, right? So again, we live in a society where these things don't need to occur. We live in a society where survival, everyone can pretty much get themselves to a state where they're beyond survival. But it takes willingness. It takes the ability to progress in life. It takes the ability to have a mindset of self-improvement, self-development. And this is why, again, we're touching on why it's so important. So wrapping up our tenets of the pillar again, paradigm change or changing paradigms, paradigm shift. Transmutation, using negative motivation and turning it to some positive. Having recovery, compounding your productivity, your psychological insights, and your philosophical insights to make something greater than the sum of its parts. Solidifying your gains, integrating things into your lifestyle, into your life, and your baseline. Where are you starting from? Knowing that and knowing your level of skill, competence, and aptitude in certain areas. So that is it for the Progression Manifesto. I thank you so much for listening in, and I encourage you to check out the Course Cornerstone, which has the modules of psychology, philosophy, productivity, and progression. And progression, again, is the fourth module in Cornerstone. So links to Cornerstone will be in the description of this episode link to my Twitter where I'm at a lot and giving a lot of insights that I don't share on the website that's in the episode or yeah it's in the episode description and also the link to the overall site for Unstoppable Rise will also be in the description if you want to learn more so that's it and I thank you so much for again for listening and tuning in and as always keep improving hey guys Thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. 
If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. And go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit. Doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around, right? And if you're listening in on iTunes, go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating. This will definitely help the show grow. And I truly appreciate your feedback. So until next time, stay good. Take care of yourself. Take care of other people. And peace. Peace.